This is the Stockton San Joaquin County Public Library. Have you met Libby? Libby allows you to borrow ebooks, audiobooks, and magazines instantly. Browse films through Canopy on Libby as well in the extras section. Download the Libby app for access on your smart devices. To get started, visit ssjcpl.org. Hey, and welcome back to the Goodreads Virtual Book Club. I'm Brianna, and joining me is... Jasmine. And this month, uh, for the National African American Read-In, we, well, which was in February, so not quite in this month, we're a little behind, uh, we read Somebody's Daughter uh, by Ashley C. Ford, this one is a memoir. I think we've read recently more nonfiction than we've ever read in this book club so far. That's and my it's fault. Been, well, it's been a good time. I can think I can honestly say we both really liked it. I can't necessarily say it's an enjoyable read. It's a very heavy read. Trigger warning. Um, the trigger warnings. It's exceptionally well written, and it's so fast. It's a really fast read, but it's tough. Yeah, it doesn't read like a memoir. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it reads like a story and like just someone mm-hmm. talking to you. And it's so nice. It is. It's such it's such a it's so well written. I loved it. This is one of the best memoirs I've read in recent times. I think the last one I read that was good and dedicated, uh, which was also a wild tale about oh. generational trauma. I haven't read that one. I really wanted to though. It's on the list. It's good. Would recommend. Um, yeah, this one, uh, I listened to it and I'm listening to it again. Um, and she, I think she's a reader, she's a narrator and it's so good. So good. She changes her voice to kind of change the inflections of how she's feeling. And it's just, just a nice, like, I mean, the story itself is not nice, but how she's, how she's talking about it. Yeah. I I loved it. Like. I'll have to give that a go. Yeah. I usually... Jasmine is always the one that listens to the audio. I can't focus enough to listen to audio, but I will make an effort and an attempt with this one. Because yeah. it was it's that good. Yeah, it was it was a great listen. And the book is great too. Like I said, it's a really fast read. It's actually it's fairly short. It's not a lengthy read, but it really packs a punch. How many pages is it? Yeah, two ten. Only two ten. It's the smallest book we've gotten so far. It is, but it, it definitely packs an emotional punch, and I I finished it maybe a couple weeks ago. We've had a lot of delays in the recording of this episode, um, but I have been thinking about it ever since. Yes. Yeah, this book lives in my brain, and the just in the beginning of it, like, it hits you. It does. I mean, Ashley really has a... Traumatic. Yeah, I was going to say rough, but that is not the right term. She has an exceptionally traumatic childhood. And when you listen to the book and you listen to the end of it, it doesn't sound like she's been so traumatized by it. But through her actions throughout the book, you can see how she has. Yes. And we were talking before we started this about how... We were all raised, because she's only a few years older than, um, or younger than me, and one year older than you. One year older than me. Uh, And how we were all kind of raised, like, in the same way. By grandparents. By grandparents. We've all had, um, personally, I've had uh, physical abuse from my mother, um, and trauma, and all that stuff. Um, 
And so I, I, it resonated. And I, when I was reading it, I had, I had texted you and saying, Mm -hmm. this is a trigger warning because like, as someone who grew up this way, like this, I feel like I am a child. I know how that feels. I hated how it felt, how it felt. And like, I get it. Yeah. Cause Jasmine started reading it before I did. Um, to kind of let me know, because we, we've talked about before, we have very similar, like, growing up backgrounds, because I was also raised primarily by my grandparents, and Ashley talks a lot about, like, how her grandparents were her safe space, especially her grandmother, mm-hmm. and I think for Jasmine and myself, we were talking about it before, our grandmothers were also our safe space. Yes. Uh, my grandmother was, like, my first mother. Um, she raised me from, like, you know, a newborn all the way up, and she was always my safe space, like, um always somebody that is um, predictable yes and the predictability in routine as a child is so important to have so you know what you're what to expect so you're not kind of like i don't know what's gonna happen today yeah hopefully nothing bad they can rack their nerves yeah i was lucky enough to have a father who was who was there because he was um he was both like mother and and father without emotional <laughs> abilities but my grandmother who also lacked all your emotional abilities because of her generation uh was always there always always there for uh, like a sit down cuddle always had you know i grew up in a hispanic uh household so food is our love language and so she was always feeding us always making sure we were fed always making sure that we were safe you know if you know my dad picked us late she would give him a big talking to uh, even though he won't listen, uh, you know, so I love my grandma. I, I talk to her every week. So, um, yeah, being raised with grandmas. Yeah. And Ashley is definitely raised by her grandmother primarily, even though her grandmother is trying to, cause Ashley's mother is her grandmother's daughter. And that dynamic is, is very complex. And it's very fraught and it, you know, it's never a perfect dynamic. And the the grandmother, as wonderful as she is to Ashley and as much as Ashley loves her, does make mistakes because she kind of has blinders on in terms of her own daughter. Yeah. And the choices that Ashley's mom is making. Um, And, you know, I think when I was talking about predictability with Ashley's mom, Ashley's mom is completely unpredictable. Like Ashley never knows what might set her off. She's constantly kind of walking on eggshells around her mom because mm-hmm. her mom is very physically violent, especially towards Ashley, not as much towards Ashley's brother. Well, he runs. Like he runs. But and Ashley, as the oldest, I think, as the oldest, you're kind of yeah, you more get the, on the front you get the lines. of it. But um, so she has like mom and then mother, which yes. I, I hate that her mother, when my kids call me mother, I cringe and I look at them like I am not mother I am mom mama mommy no like because it makes you feel like yeah other mother from Coraline (laughs) that's like where I'm at I'm like no I'm not a giant spider um (laughs) you know so she has that and then because now like because it kind of jumps in the timeline a little bit so Ashley does talk to her mom sometimes on the phone, but they refer to each other as mother-daughter. Yeah, so when we enter the book, we're entering Ashley as an adult. Um, and then she she's having a conversation with her mom, and she's talking, and she's telling us that she has to keep it very light. Uh, because if they get into anything more in-depth, um, her mother will kind of basically give her a guilt trip and stuff like that. 
And then she starts going into her um, adolescence. Yes. And how she grew up. Um, yes, because they kind of like the the catalyst in the beginning of the book when we're meeting Ashley and Ashley is an adult. She's living with her partner, Kelly. They have a good life. They're living in New York City and her mom calls and it doesn't, you know, the transaction doesn't happen like mother, daughter, like normal with small talk. The mom's, you know, like you need to sit down. Your dad's getting out of prison. Yeah. And that prompts the rest of the story. Yes. And, um... She does talk about, you know, if she's having a hard time, her mom says, you know, you can always come home. Yes. And as a person who wants a safe spot, and you, I know I can always go back to my dad, even though I'm a grown lady with children of my own, I can always go back to my dad, right? She's like, I would literally chew off my arms and live on the streets before I would do that. And yes. that's how you know you did not live in a safe spot, like... You don't have a family where you can fall back on and have have that, which is mm-hmm. such a lonely place to be. It is. And Ashley does talk a lot about loneliness mm-hmm. um, and how isolated she was and how isolated she became because of the abuse that she suffered, not only at her mom's hands, but throughout her childhood. But I think her mom was... How, how you're treated by your parents is going to be how you're treated by other people. Yes. Because if your parents aren't going to give you that self-worth, you don't think you, you ha- deserve it. And you're going to, and in, in other ways, you're going to look for that validation. And we see it time and time again, especially in her story, how she's looking for that validation and she doesn't have that self-worth that she knows be, behind herself. And so she is allowing this treatment from other people because that's all she thinks she deserves. Yes. And that's the only form of love outside of her grandmother that she's experienced. Yeah. Um, is is that type of, of transactional love. Yes. Um, not necessarily just unconditional, but very transactional and dependent upon what you can provide, like what Ashley can provide to her mother. Behav- the behavior that she yeah. can exhibit to her mother. That's how her mother shows, show, well, it can show love to her. Yeah, if she's not a quote-unquote good girl, then she's mm-hmm. going to uh, get mother. Yes, and her, Ashley's mom really, like, she <laughs> does mess with her self-worth and her self-image and also kind of what it means to be a woman in the world for Ashley because her mom, from like when she was a baby, is always like, stay away from boys. Boys are bad. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. If you do this, you're a bad girl. Yes. Uh, and that really, really formulates in Ashley's mind. Growing up, she's like, oh, well, these boys are dangerous. Men yes. are dangerous. I can't be around them at all. But honestly, I would say as a woman in the world, I feel the same way. <laughs> like, it's it's a bummer. I have a really good dad. I had an older brother. Um but I still feel the same way about men. If I see a man on the street, I'm, what are you doing? Looking, I'm looking to where I can run. Like, I don't trust them. And, I mean, it's just the world we live in. Yeah. Uh, which is a, a, a crazy bummer. It is. But, um. And Ashley had a lot of terrible experiences with men. And yeah. with adult figures that you're supposed to be protected by. And I don't think she knew what they were doing was wrong. No. She took it on herself because in this book, the theme of badness is all throughout, and it's her badness. Yes, not, not other people. Not yet, yeah, not other people. It was what she did and who she was was causing them to do this to her. So it was always her fault 
which, you know, is something that's taught when you're little is, oh, you know, oh, she wanted her mom to apologize. Mm -hmm. She had gotten called out from a teacher saying, hey, she did this, uh, even though it was all miscommunication on the teacher's part. And then her mom, like, basically just beat her. Yeah. Uh, and then the next day she had confronted the teacher and said, hey, I didn't say that. The teacher figured out it was miscommunication, had her call her mom, and she wanted her mom to apologize. She just wanted her mom to say, I'm sorry. I didn't believe you. Yeah, I didn't believe you. And, um, you know, I, I love you. I can be big enough to apologize and treat you like a person because if an adult had done that, you would apologize. And a lot of her 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 book is about how as a child you're treated so differently than as she her mom treats adults. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Well, adults know how to talk to each other because they don't get hit. But I'm getting hit." You know. And then she basically like actually starts to really retreat herself mm-hmm. where she doesn't talk at all because it's not safe to talk. Yes. She doesn't feel safe enough to voice anything, even if it's like a compliment. Yeah. Nothing. So when bad things happen, she doesn't feel safe enough to go to her mom. No, even though her mom constantly is like, will ask after the fact, why didn't you come to me? Why didn't you come to me? I could have helped you. And Ashley knows in her mind that no, you wouldn't have. Yeah, you would have beaten me and it would have been my fault. And so she just continues to isolate and isolate. And it gets to the point where um, she meets this kid who shows her some affection and is like, you're beautiful. I love you. Um, this kid named Bradley, and she needs to hear that because she's not hearing it at home. She's not hearing it from her mother, and it does not end up good at all. Like, she cannot tell the signs of someone being obsessive. No. And she couldn't go to her mom and say, this kid is saying this, this, and this to me. This is how I feel. Because she says, I did not like it. I did not want it. She didn't want his attention. She didn't like it. She didn't really love him back, but she didn't want to hurt his feelings. Yeah. And so, and she felt like, if I just say this, I will be safe. Yes. And so, but, you know, and then it snowballed. In a terrible, terrible, horrific proportions. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, after that, you know, she couldn't, she didn't go to her mom. No. Because she was afraid, because her mom always said, if someone touched you, I will kill them. Yes. So now she was afraid of someone getting killed because of her. Like, I don't, this book had made me think about how I talk, not at my children, but around my children. Because you do not understand how much they are listening and what they cannot comprehend. Um, and like, because they take everything literal. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that with my six-year-old, he takes everything literal because he'll ask me, are you joking? And I'm very sarcastic, and I'm going, yes, I'm joking. I'm, mommy wouldn't do that. You know, so you don't really understand how much kids are taking in, even when they're not ta- you're not talking to them, mm-hmm. but they're around. Yes. And this really opened my eyes and like, okay, I need to reevaluate how I talk even around my children. Yes. And so. Ashley's mom should have done the same. And I think it's... Um, this is one of my favorite parts of the book, and it's one of the saddest parts of the book. It's so sad. So Ashley and her family get into a housing predicament where Ashley ends up going to live with her grandmother 
and a distant uncle oh, in a no. different state. It's because her mom had a miscarriage and was couldn't take care of the. Yeah, she would. I mean, and no fault to her own. Like no. I get it. Like that is something mentally, emotionally, and physically hard and traumatic on a woman. So she could not take care of Ashley. No. Um, and she was she couldn't really take care of herself. But they left the. I don't understand they why they left the brother. I don't know why they left the brother with the mom either. But they just took Ashley. The grandma took Ashley and lived in a different in I think Indiana. Yeah. yeah and this the farm. was like the happiest point of Ashley's entire childhood. And it wasn't even that great, like in this point in Indiana. But one of the things that really stuck out to me and is just I mean basically encapsulates the entire novel is Ashley's grandmother takes her to this pit and all these snakes are in this pit and then Ashley's grandma sets them on fire and says we don't give up on our people we don't stop loving them not even when we're burning alive and this just further complicates Ashley's feelings towards her mother and towards like what she owes her mother yeah um feeling like she owes her mother something because, you know, you have to stick with these people, even if they're burning you alive, even if they're hurting you, you have to stick with these people. And she's hearing it from her most trusted adult. Yes. You can see in this generation, and that's our generation of adult children now, who are now, um, I don't want to say abandoning their parents, but isolating. I don't, there's a term for it. Uh, where now they're not talking to their parents anymore because of this mindset. Like, I'm your mom, I'm your dad, I get to treat you however I like, I'm going to do emotional, physical abuse on you, a mental abuse on you, and you're going to deal with it because you're a child, and you're my child, and I made you. Like, the whole, I saw something on, like, Twitter, the internet, I don't know, it said, uh, it was texting their mom, she's like, you remember that one time you said you, you brought me into this world and you could take me out? Can you take me out now? And I got a kick because who hasn't heard that, you know? And so, yeah, the burning of the snakes was a, a bit much. She was. But you, I got the point. The point, yeah. It it's was very point. well made. Um, we, get, we all got it. And I think that just shows how complex and how fraught this family dynamic is because everybody has some type of motivation. Like, obviously, Ashley's grandmother... She loves her daughter. She wants to give her daughter a chance, even though she knows what her daughter is doing. Mm-hmm. But that is Ashley's mom. But who's to say that her, how Ashley's mom was raised, I don't know their names. They don't think they give us their name, uh, was not raised by the same way like the grandmother was raised. Exactly. It just know? really showcases the generational trauma aspect of this novel because they all experience it. Mm-hmm. And each one of Ashley's siblings is experiencing it in a different way, in a different style. Yeah. Um, I had nothing. My brain stopped, sorry. So, you know, we're going through this book. um, After Bradley, uh, it gets really dark for Ashley. She isolates even more. Yeah, she goes into herself. mm -hmm, She's like in late elementary school, early middle school at this point. And she doesn't want to go home either. She doesn't feel safe at home. So she starts hanging out at school. Mm-hmm. And she's going through puberty. Um, and Which, I mean, this part of the story was also very like... It's extremely traumatic. And for, it's, for Ashley, it's, it's terrible. But, like, you know, you're going through puberty. Your body is changing. 
Uh, especially if you don't have a whole lot of money, you can't buy a whole lot of new clothes for as fast as you're growing out of them. But it also makes you feel how unsafe a woman girl is in, a, in, in society. Like, who is it to can make a comment on a girl's body? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, no one yeah. would say that to my brother, you know. Mm-hmm. No one's going to say, hey, you really fill out that uniform. No one's talking to him that way. No. Because, so she, you know, Ashley's not feeling safe at home. She only, she didn't really feel safe at school, but she feels safer at school than anywhere else. So she's finding reasons to be after school as long as possible, as long as humanly possible. She's hanging out in teachers' classrooms. She's, and she's also, like, having some behavior issues in class, too. She's pushing back. Yeah. um, Because she has to have an outlet somewhere, and this is the safest place she feels okay in until... A teacher pulls her aside and is like, Ashley, do you think it's appropriate that you with your tight clothes are in my class after school? Yeah. And starts to take her to the principal's office. And then that just, (laughs) Ashley has no safe place now. She has no safe adults. She has no safe adults. Though there's one teacher that's cool. Yeah, but he doesn't like, he's like, okay, you're fine. You can, you can hang out. Mm -hmm. I'll give you the paper to read. But he doesn't ask her what's going on. No, he tries. He he tries to broach the topic of asking why she's hanging yeah. out after school, if there's something going on at home. But Ashley obviously can't say that because if her mom ever found out she said things weren't okay at home, she would get hit. Yeah. I mean, her boyfriend broke her, fractured her wrist, and she had to go to the nurse for an aspirin. And then the nurse is like, that's that's looking broken. And Ashley got hit and yelled at because she's like, you made a bigger deal of it. She's like, I literally was just standing there with a limp wrist. Like, I, how, why am I getting yelled at? And Ashley's mom allows all these men to just walk over her. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at one point hit her daughter. Yes. Like, and, and she, takes the boyfriend's side. Yeah. And, and not then, Ashley's. And I, unfathomable to me. Like, I cannot believe it. And you can see clearly there's a control dynamic here. Ashley's mother feels out of control somewhat in relationships, relinquishes control to the male in the relationship, but then over her children wants to establish total control. Yes. Especially over Ashley. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, like, a fear of Ashley becoming like her. It could be. But it's... This is not the way to do it. No. But honestly, I don't know. These parents at this generation did not have um, as as many parenting books, as many techniques, as many mental health like um, insights as I know we do at this age. I think we have too much now. It's it's gone crazy. Um, but you know, they were doing what they thought was right. Even if it was crazy wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. I was I was spanked. I was hit as a kid. That's my, that's how, and I get it. It's frustrating raising kids. My, it's crazy frustrating. But you, if you as an adult don't want to hit another adult, don't hit your kid. Like, don't do it. You don't want to get smacked, don't smack your kid. Because that's, that's taking something from them. It is. And I mean, actually... She is so isolated. She has no safe space. Home's not safe. School's not safe. And it's like this first part of the book, it's so dark. 
it's mm-hmm. so dark and you're like oh my gosh how <laughs> please don't let it get worse please yeah. don't let it get worse and it and it actually starts to get a little bit better later in middle school early high school she meets uh, brett. what becomes brett her what becomes her first love her safest space um her healthiest relationship to this point yeah is with brett and brett you know has her trying trying in school again he wants her to succeed they he has her join band so she has all of these activities she's meeting new people outside of her family unit and seeing like hey not everybody has to live this way yeah that life isn't this rigid it's not what i've been given and shown it can be something else yeah so brett is mixed race he's he's black his father's black and his mother's white and uh ashley is uh from a predominantly black family her uh so i know culturally it's different too um that you know in that culture it is you need to stick up for each other because we only have each other you know we we don't go to outside sources because those outside sources are going to get the government into our business and that's going to be really bad you know because i mean historically it is really bad you know, so you can see why they want to be so close net because even when Brett's uh, her boyfriend was it Alan who hit her? Yes. Um. So he brings his dad over. Yeah, and he, and her mom makes a comment going like, you know, he should know better. He comes from he's he's a black man. Like you don't come over and deal. You don't come and mess with either uh, each other's children, you know, or get into each other's business. So you can see that there, there's the other components, so generational, cultural, generational, generational, I think I said twice, but two different generations. Yeah. <laughs> generations of the 80s and generations of, of lifelong. Of the 70s, yeah, yeah. And, and lifelong. Um, and so it's like Brett makes actually want to, to actually like dream of things in the future, like future possibilities. and like see, going to college. Yeah, like going to college. And like she has these opportunities. She can take them. Ashley is exceptionally smart. Mm-hmm. But nobody has really given her the opportunity to showcase it. And then she, with meeting with Brett, she finds out like, hey, I can do this for myself. I don't need necessarily – well, she needs Brett's help to get – you know, further, but she doesn't necessarily need her mom. She doesn't need that approval. She can do it for herself because yeah. she wants to do it. Um, she does need her mom to sign uh, some papers that she has really, like the FAFSA papers that she yeah. struggles with. Um, and, and her mom doesn't do it. No, her mom doesn't do it. Again, fascinating. Yeah. But Ashley does get into college mm-hmm. on her own. And this is, like, this was interesting, too, in the book. Because Ashley's, like, almost afraid to tell her mom. Yeah. Because she needs um, money for some school fees that were not paid by scholarships. Because Brett helps her apply for scholarships and all of the stuff that her mom wouldn't help yeah. her with. Um, and she's afraid to ask her mom. And she tells her mom, you know, she gives her the letter that she got in. And her mom's over the moon. Mm-hmm. over the moon excited yeah gives her this which her mom doesn't necessarily have this money to give yeah. either she says she like i'll find it i'll find yeah. it don't worry about it it's like she worried her whole childhood about anything yes and it was it really like took ashley aback a bit because that's not yeah. the reaction she was expecting and she like almost she can't even really celebrate it because somewhere in the back of her mind she's like something bad 
is going to happen. Like, the shoe's going to drop here yeah. somewhere. This can't be just good. Yeah. And it's not. Um, when Ashley, when her mom and sister take Ashley to college, her mom, like, basically ignores her. She, like, kind of ices her out a bit. Yeah. And I think some part of it is, you know, that Ashley's, like, going to do bigger and better things. Like, she's on a, a road for herself. I think also her mom knows that she no longer, like, has that control over Ashley. Mm-hmm. And she can no longer, like, you know... Um, and the family unit's being disrupted. And yeah. Ashley's leaving. Yeah, she's leaving. Her other kids are probably going to leave. She's, like, showing, like, you you can leave. But she knows that I think Ashley's distancing herself not only emotionally but physically. And it's better for Ashley. Yeah. And, like, when we if we go back to the beginning of the book and we're talking, like, her mom wants to build this relationship. Mm-hmm. And she like doesn't under like she doesn't understand why Ashley's like so guarded and, and walled why up. she doesn't really want it. Yeah, and then you re- go through this book and you're like, obviously, like, how do you not know? Well, and it takes Ashley so long to get to the point where she's like, you know what, this relationship isn't healthy for me. This isn't good for me. Yeah, I actually need to think about me now and the life I want to build outside of the family unit with her mom. And she, you know, she's like, I can't do it. I mm-hmm. emotionally, physically, mentally can't have that relationship with my mom. Yeah. And and that's, like, a hard point that she has to come to. But it's better for her mm-hmm. in the long run. Um, and so I should mention, too, with Brett, um, you know, he is really, like, Ashley's whole world. And he's the first person she tells why her father is in prison, mm-hmm. which is a whole, like, because of the trauma that Ashley experienced, she has a really hard time coming to terms with the person that she kind of knows in letters who is always like, I love you. You're a superstar. You're so wonderful. Yeah. And her father is in jail for rape. Yeah. Especially and assault. And it feels almost um, cosmic. Right? right. And that's how she takes it. Like, is this why, why this happened to me? I feel like if they had told her earlier in her life. Because they didn't tell us till after like half of the book. Yeah. Like earlier in her life. Because it was a hush-hush thing. Nobody yeah. would talk about it. Why, like why he was in prison and what that meant. I feel like she might have been better prepared to know what was going on. But they, secrets don't help anybody. No. Like it, it's eventually going to come out. Especially something so big. Yeah. And it does. And it really throws her through a loop. And yeah. she... She, in college, she and Brett break up. Mm -hmm. Um, Brett has decided that he's actually not straight, and Mm -hmm. he hasn't been straight in a long time. But he and Ashley do have this really strong emotional bond with each other. They really went through so many things together. Yeah, they love each other, but he's just, he's gay. It's not, you know, it's not like a physical love. It's an emotional bond love. Yeah. Um, And that really sends her through a loop, you know, for a loop too. And then she kind of starts backtracking all the progress oh, yeah. that she's made because she feels like she can't do it without Brett. Well, she she dates another guy who just basically knocks down all of her... The confidence sis- that yeah. she had built. Yeah, she had some unconditional love with Brett, and now she has conditional love again. again. And so that guy was pretty terrible. And then I think she learned not to find that kind of love with um, a relationship, mm-hmm. but with her friends. Yes. 
And I think that really starts picking her back up. Yeah, she develops some really strong friendships with other mm-hmm. people, with, with Trent and with... Um, this can go with, with our Spencer. family. Yeah, it could have. Yeah. Yeah, she, like, built her own family. Which and, I think a lot of people in our generation has. Mm-hmm. And we needed to, to feel to safe. To form healthier bonds yeah. with people. And we didn't want to be alone, so we had we found our own little villages. And that's exactly what Ashley's doing. She's yeah. building it. And then she she starts to pick herself back up. And she, you know, starts to kind of try. I think we all deal with this, like, in college. Like, what do I want to be when I grow up? Where am I going? What am I doing? I was doing that way <laughs> after college. <laughs> I, like, the last five years, I think I figured out what I wanted to be when I grew up. <laughs> I think we all, you know, we go through cycles of yeah. it, right? Where we think we get it, and then we try it, and it doesn't work. And mm-hmm. then we think we get it, we try it, it doesn't work. And Ashley goes through the same exact thing. Yeah. Where she tries out a couple different careers after college, and it's like, I'm not, I'm just not happy doing this. Yeah. I want to do something else. And what Ashley wants to do is write. She wants to be a writer. And she's an exceptional one. Yeah. She um, wrote a great book. She really did. And, you know, she wants to be a writer. She wants to try something new. And, you know, she's on the fence, so she talks to her grandma about it, and her grandma's like, do it. Her yeah. grandma finally gives her, like, truly good advice. Like, you need to live for you. Yeah. You need to do this for you. Regardless of whether you're here, you're always going to be part of this. You don't need to physically be here to be a part of it. Yeah, she was also afraid of what her writing would make, how her make, how it would make her mom feel. Yes. And I can, I... My mom had died, has died, so I don't have to feel bad about anything I say out into the world because she's never going to see it. But other people who, you know, have done the same thing, they want to put it out there. They're afraid of how the reaction is going to come back yeah. because people don't like to see themselves in a bad light. And Ashley's mom does kind of respond. We get a little snippet of it, and she, because she asked Ashley, like, why don't you ever talk about the good times we had? Mm-hmm. She said, what good times? She, she did some she, some in the in the book she yeah. she did and I mean it's a toxic love but they do love each other yeah but it's not good for either of them well she also asked like why didn't you come and tell me what happened with Bradley mm-hmm. and she's like but I kind of understand because I was crazy yes you were crazy for a long time lady like it didn't start and end there yeah like I think after her getting going to the hospital and having uh, that health scare. She became less crazy. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Um, and it's like, you know, and then Ashley's grandmother dies. And mm-hmm. that is really impacts her. Like that her her one safe space as a child has yeah. passed away. But her grandma, and that's kind of when she reinforces, like, you need to live for yourself. You need to do these things for you. Mm-hmm. And Ashley really takes that to heart. And I think a lot of things change for Ashley, too, when she meets her dad. Yes. In prison when she goes to visit her dad. She's finally going to visit dad. Mm-hmm. And she takes somebody with her who will be an emotional support system for her, but also won't ask her too many questions yeah. that she doesn't feel comfortable answering at this yeah. time. Her friend Trent, who she knows. Because mm-hmm. she went through the list of her friends. And she, she did. And she's like, well, this person will be there, mm-hmm. but won't ask any questions. And will leave me alone and let me process this in peace. Yes. And that's what she needed. Because it was a lot for her to yeah. process. Like, it, I mean, and it's it's so hard to to recognize and try and rationalize this person you know versus the crimes that he committed. Mm-hmm. Because that's not the person you see. 
Yeah. Because you can see Ashley's dad loves her unconditionally. Like, he loves her so much. He thinks she's a superstar. Yeah. How much her life would have been different if her dad didn't go to prison? Mm-hmm. Like, that, I mean. Really showed her that love that she needed growing yeah. up and that she wanted. And I think that, like, is heartbreaking to read because Ashley's telling, you know, she's telling us as the reader, like, you know, I needed to hear this. I've always needed to hear this. And, and it's an, it's another take on that problem where all, all these fathers are going to jail or prison and leaving a generation of kids to raise be raised by. I mean, it's hard to be a mom and a dad at the same time. You're doing everything for everybody. You, you, are, you have a short fuse. And her mom had a really short fuse. Uh, and so, you know, there's those hardships. But you get a different kind of love from a, the opposite sex uh, parent. And you need to see that. And you need mm-hmm. to see that this person has gives you worth. Yeah. So you're not validating from somebody else. Yeah, you need to see what healthy relationships look like from every viewpoint. Yeah. Um, and Ashley definitely doesn't get to see that. And, you know, she meets her dad in prison. She kind of gets it, but also realizes that it's never, it's kind of, a little bit of a too little, too late type mm-hmm. of deal because she appreciates it, but she doesn't really need it now. Yeah, but she does want his approval for her writing. She does. She does ask him. She's, you know, I'm going to write, I want to write this piece, and, and she wants to be honest. Yeah. Um, and and he says to her to write whatever you feel. It doesn't yeah. matter if it hurts me. Write what you feel. Yeah. It's important that you express your feelings and emotions regardless of what I think. Which is one of the healthiest things a parent should do is let their child express themselves without uh, fear of replications against them. Yes. So. Which is kind of the only person who's told Ashley that. Her I, mom definitely did not. Yeah, no. Um, and I really, that meeting with her dad is kind of the culmination of the book. Mm-hmm. Like, it does go a little bit more into her partner, Kelly, and their relationship and living in New York. And, you know, it's, like, still an emotional struggle sometimes, but she's doing awesome. Yeah. You see throughout, like, the book, she she tries to gravitate to people that make her safe. Yes. Like, with Kelly, we it's a slow burn friendship. It is. In a relationship. Like, it's not like, oh, I, I saw Kelly and, man, lusted over him. Love at first sight. No, it's like... This person builds my trust. Mm-hmm. This person makes me feel safe. This person knows, like, I can go to them and feel good. Yes. You know, and honestly, it's probably one of the best relationships you should be in. It is. Um, you know, have that friendship, have that trust, have that love, have that uh, safety net, you know, and that's what she looks for. She finds it in With, Kelly. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how the book ends. Like, for as as dark as it can be, it does end on a very hopeful note. Yeah. And for me personally, I can't wait to see what else Ashley writes. Yeah. I will read whatever she's got. Yeah, I really like this book. And we hope you like it too. Yeah. It was great. If you did, let us know what you thought. Yeah. There's a lot of fodder. I mean, truly, we could probably talk about this book for months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and dissect every little piece. But and then we'd need to go to therapy after. <laughs> probably. Let's talk about our upbringing. But it was, it was incredible. And yeah. I, mean, it, I can't, again, I can't say it was necessarily enjoyable as a, a, you know, a written work. But it was 
extremely exceptional. It was good for my soul. Like, you know, I don't, I was getting uh, trigger warnings and I was getting like, every time a new male came into her life, I was like, oh God, oh God, no, 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 no. Yeah. And I was like, okay, he didn't do anything. Okay, perfect. And that's so upsetting. But like how it was written, it's beautifully written. It really is. It flows so well. You don't think you're listening to somebody's like life story. No. It reads like fiction. It reads exactly like fiction. But it's, you know, it, I... Good book. Great book. Please read. Yes, please read. So our next book for this book club will be called Circe, which is based on a Greek myth. I love it. And we'll be reading that for Women's History Month, which is this month. And hopefully we get the... Hopefully we get the podcast of this month. Yeah! That's the goal. (laughs) If we don't, we'll see you in April. Browse from a great selection of fiction and nonfiction digital items in Hoopla. Hoopla also has a wide variety of popular comics for all ages. Library card holders are allowed four checkouts a month. Enjoy magazines and the great courses unlimited with a binge pass. A Hoopla binge pass gives you seven days of unlimited access to great online content with a single borrow. To get started, visit ssjcpl.org. To stay up to date with library news, follow us at SSJCPL on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit our website at SSJCPL.org.